0: guys i mean wowie wow 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 welcome back to another episode of retro shade i am of course your host heather um, and today I am coming at you with a little pop moment, bravo edition, because I cannot stop thinking about or talking about the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills trailer, and I just need a space where I can let all my feelings out. Last week's episode of Real Housewives of N- New Jersey and last week's Summer House episode as well, there's just so much that I have on my mind about this stuff. Um, this, I want to say that this is a special episode, but I'm already getting the vibe that this is going to be something that happens a little more frequently, possibly every week doing a recap of the pop moments and more specifically Bravo shows that I am loving watching. You won't hear me talking about Real Housewives of Orange County because while this season is arguably better than last season, it's still I can't. Uh, Heather Dubrow can't even save the show right now, and it breaks my heart to say that. I will actually say that I am loving Gina. I just said I wasn't going to talk about the show, and here I go. Um. Anyways, let's let's talk about this Real Housewives of Beverly Hills trailer because, like, our like savior, Andy Cohen said that he watched the trailer and the first six episodes and said that it was some of the best content that he has seen come out of the Housewives franchise in a long time. And sometimes he overhypes what's coming out, and I do not believe that that is the truth about Beverly Hills. To quote one Whitney Rose from Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, I have the fucking chills. It was Wild. If you guys haven't seen it yet, go watch it because it will, it will do things to you. I've never been so excited for a TV show from a trailer in a long time. Like, I don't even think I was that excited watching the, uh, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City trailer when we saw the Jen Shaw Sprinter Van arrest. And that was a lot to take in. Okay. So let's talk about this trailer. First takeaway for me is that I'm really ready to fight Erica and Renna. I don't know who the heck told Renna that she should go after Kathy. Hilton, but she can go fuck right off. You can't touch Kathy. Kathy is a queen, an icon, a legend. We She's everything. We need to protect her at all costs. And quite frankly, anyone who gets in the way or sets back the progress that we have made in reuniting the Richard sisters is just dead meat. And I know for that's coming in a little hot, but my gosh, I just you can't. When we had that scene where Renna has Kyle and Kathy sitting and the smile that Lisa Renna has on her face when she is saying to Kathy, you're not going to get away with this. And poor Kyle is sitting there crying and saying, I feel like you hate me to Kathy. That smile on Renna's face was a very reminiscent of the smile that was on her face and the energy that she was giving when she sat Denise Richards down and infamously said, Oof, you're so angry. I, it was just, it's honestly, it's a masterclass in Lisa Renna. And it, I'm, I'm very excited to see how this all shakes out. Um, and Erica, I just, it shocks me. And it's so hard to look back and remember that not that long ago, I was a serious Erica and Rena apologist. It took me so much of the last season. I was defend. I did not want to believe that it was true that Erica had any involvement in the uh, cases that were being alleged against Tom and her and those uh, plane crash victims and oh my gosh, everything else that just keeps coming out about it. But she's doing herself absolutely no favors. And in this trailer, she continues to do herself no favors. When the news breaks about um, last week, early last week, there was news that broke that there was a new lawsuit against Erica that was really kind of highlighting her as the mastermind of uh, some of the allegations. And then this trailer drops, and it really Really was not a good look. She's also gunning for my queen, Kathy Hilton. And again, you did, that's just, that's a no fly zone. That's not going to stand for me. The last clip where she's sitting with the new housewife in that boutique store, I believe in Aspen. And you hear a producer ask, should we open the door? And they say, no, as poor Kathy's standing out there with her face guard on. It just is so embarrassing and childish. I just, it's it's too much, and I can't wait to watch it. Um, next takeaway for me, I feel like I'm going to absolutely love hating the new full-time housewife. I have no idea who she is. I don't know how she got on the show. I don't know who her allies are, but she she understands the assignment. From what we saw, the clips of her when her and Sutton were talking, and she said, you need a new villain. I'm here. She understands what she needs to do. There's a reason why she's brand new to the show and has a diamond right off the bat. And I think she's just going to take the heat a little bit off of Eric being the villain. Erica's just like she is the worst kind of villain where like she's so aggressive and I think this woman is going to come in and give us the type of uh, Reality TV villain that we actually enjoy to watch. So can't wait for her. I also cannot wait for Cherie to shine. She is just going to be such a beacon of light and I love her. I'm going to be really enjoying getting to know more about her. Um, like her connection with Will Smith and their children. And I think it's just going to be really fascinating. Garcelle 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 I screamed when she said I don't have to make you look bad you do that yourself to Erica it is if anyone's been following her uh on Sunday Erica uh posted a photo of Garcelle's new book that she launched which I cannot wait to read that should we start a book club let me know if you'd be interested um when she she posted a picture onto her Instagram of like Garcelle's new book in the trash, which is the like low base shady bullshit that we've come to expect from Erica that is just so not okay. But Garcelle rising to the occasion again posted this clip and I just it thrills me. I love Garcelle so much. I cannot wait to see her Come in and shine and hold everyone accountable for like the goddess that she is. I also screamed when Renan told Erica that she has to choose between alcohol and antidepressants. I mean, this this season, guys, it's gonna be so messy. Crystal seems like she's going to be coming alive this season as well, and I'm really excited. I really loved Crystal um, last season when she came onto the scene, and it looks like she's going to continue the incredible work of showcasing the pain behind eating disorders that Jackie has started on this season of Real Housewives of New Jersey. It's so incredibly like it's important, it's valuable, it's vulnerable, it's moving, it's a depth that we don't often see on these shows. And uh, these women are really, really going to be positively impacting so many lives of this work. So I just want to give a shout out to Crystal and really looking forward to seeing her navigate that. It's so relatable. And I know so many people, especially women, go through these, myself included. Um Alright, next takeaway. I already know the scene about um the Kemsley home invasion. If you guys missed that, it happened um around the time of Beverly Hills reunion last fall, where um Dorit and PK's home was broken into and it was so scary. Um, and I know that that, I already know that scene that they, they showed in the trailer, when we watch that on the full episode, it is going to destroy me. There is something about seeing PK so broken and devastated that had me tearing up in the trailer already. It's just that's going to be really tough to watch. Um, next thing, I need them to give us the Aspen trip as soon as possible. I need to see, I don't know if you guys remember this, I think about this at least once a week, about when they were in Aspen filming the cast trip and Kathy commented on her husband Rick's Instagram account, um, oh, his most recent post saying, get me out of here, <laughs> um, I just, I just need to know what happened on that trip. And I really need producers to make sure that that's like one of the first things that we get out of this season. It's, I need it top of the series. Um, the trailer just really felt like coming home. It really fed my soul. I just, I love everything about it. I can't believe that we still have to wait another month for the show to come out, but at least we have a date to focus on. And I'm just, I'm so excited about it, you guys. Um, So what, let me know if you guys saw the trailer. If you haven't seen the trailer, go watch it. Slide into my DMs. Let's talk about it more. I just, I'm living for it. It was everything that I needed and more. All right. Let's talk about Real Housewives of New Jersey, shall we? I... This episode was uh, um, the big thing that happened was Marge Sr.'s birthday, and I just love when we get a moment from Marge Sr. I love the vulnerability from that first opening scene when Marge Sr. came downstairs and was having breakfast with Marge, and they got so vulnerable talking about Marge Sr.'s childhood and her experience fleeing hungry. And it was just such a beautiful moment between mother and daughter and seeing more of that depth between the two of them, their relationship. We know from, um, Marge's time on the show that their relationship has been tumultuous. And I think that's relatable as well between mom and daughter, to be able to see those relationships and see struggles from childhood and some traumas that are carried forward, but to see them work through it together and the bond that they have, I think is so amazing. And I absolutely love that. Um, and I think we can understand a little bit more of who Marge Sr. is, how she became who she is from understanding her childhood experience coming to America and like what a scary um, and uh, abnormal experience that that was. And it's just it was really beautiful. I enjoyed that. Uh Dolores. She just has the biggest heart in the whole world. We see her head over to Teresa's house to go and pick up a bunch of stuff that Teresa is going to be donating to um, charities that Dolores has been raising money for and working with. Dolores is giving us a lot of insight into the philanthropy work that she does, which we haven't really seen that much of. Like, she's done it, but it's never really been on air as much as it is this scene, this season. And I, just when I think I couldn't love Dolores Catania anymore, that's what we get from her. That's her storyline this season. And I absolutely love that. So coming back to Jackie, um, I got so emotional watching her enjoy ice cream with her kids. I don't know if you guys felt that as well, but it was so moving. Last week, we saw in her session with her therapist that that was her homework, was to go on an ice cream date with her children and for the first time in like 20 years, actually allow herself to indulge in ice cream. And it was so, so amazing. I'm so proud of Jackie. She was having so much fun and letting herself, you know, sample her kids ice cream, letting her kids sample her ice cream. And I think having that moment was just such a good bonding moment between her and her kids and for her to just, you know, like understand and experience that eating can be an enjoyable experience. Um, she's just, like I said earlier, she's doing such powerful work talking about her anorexia and actually calling it anorexia, putting a name to it, talking about the experience of her body dysmorphia, um, her experiences from her childhood that led to this moment. It is, it's something that's still so taboo kind of to talk about, but it impacts so many of us, especially women. And it's the more that we talk about it, the more that we can relate to each other about it, the power we can take back from that disease. It's just, it's going to be so impactful to so many people. Struggling with disordered eating and body dysmorphia. I'm loving watching how supportive her husband Evan is and how incredibly brave and vulnerable Jackie is being. And her kids are obviously so proud of her too. It's just so, that such a heartwarming moment. This is what I really love about Jersey. Jersey is the franchise that really gives us like wholesome family content. And it's just, I love it. Speaking of wholesome family content, Melissa and Antonia uh, went to Antonia's gym practice together and it was such a sweet moment kind of watching, you know, Melissa get emotional watching her daughter. Um, if you don't know, Antonia hurt her knee um, while she was tumbling. And so she's been out. And last episode, Melissa and Antonia kind of got into a tiff about it because Antonia was, you know, saying that she wanted to quit cheerleading and tumbling. And so uh, Melissa went with her to her practice and seeing her daughter get excited about tumbling again, finding that passion and that joy. And I think it was a really good healing moment for Melissa as well because she's been really projecting her own experiences from her childhood onto Antonia. So it was really nice to see um, them kind of come together and have a heartwarming moment and be vulnerable with each other and talk about, you know, the root of where both of them are coming from and kind of putting that uh, little bit of angst between them to, to rest. Uh, Jennifer, Jennifer, Jennifer. I have not been a Jennifer fan since she came on the show. She uh, was really grinding my gears. I always thought that she was taking, she was like a blind follower for Teresa. And like, I love Teresa, but the blind loyalty is something that always kind of gets to me. And I always just felt like, um, Jennifer was picking Teresa's battles and it was always kind of taken low blow shots and I've had a really tough time with Jennifer on the season uh, on the show but this season she's really been turning it around she's been really humbling herself and getting comfortable with being authentic and honest about her reality and I always want to root for anyone who is willing to choose to face their reality and to heal and to see her stand up for herself to find her voice to uh, really kind of you know, put Bill in his place and say, you know, I'm not bending over backwards. I'm not hushing it to make you feel comfortable. I'm not happy and I don't know that I'm ready to actually forgive you for what happened. And I need my friends and I need to heal these relationships and for her to kind of prioritize herself and start to make her needs be heard. I just I really want to commend her and I think she's doing such a beautiful job. Her MO has really been and we saw it at the very beginning of the season is Jennifer, somebody who retaliates and when she gets dirty or nasty on the show, she always has an excuse where, you know, she justifies it by saying you cast the first stone or I was retaliating and that's never, that's never an excuse or a way to make it okay to be really mean and nasty to somebody. And I think right now what she's really seeing is, you know, I've been hurt and therefore I have been hurting other people. And she's starting to face that. And that's really, really amazing. And I'm so proud of her too. It's sometimes so weird to like realize how emotionally invested we are in these people and these shows even though we've never met them in real life but you know that's what happens i've spent years with these women and i do feel like i have a real relationship <laughs> with them sometimes uh we watched the judice girls pack up their home this episode and if you have spent any amount of time watching real housewives of new jersey or following them on social media it was an emotional experience to watch them reminisce about their memories. Um, for, um, Melania to say, you know, this is really the, the last place, home is the last place that we will have any memories created with their father. Because as we know, Joe Judice was, after he uh, served his jail time, we know that he was deported. So uh, the girls know, like, there's the likelihood that Joe comes back and is able to really create any significant memories with them in America is pretty slim. And it was such a, it was such a heartbreaking scene to watch them pack up. I mean, we saw them building that house in season one, and we watched all the girls grow up in this house, and they're, the amount of shit that the Judais family has had to go through and face on TV, it is, wild the stuff that they've had to go to go through and their tight family unit just always makes me so happy it's i love their relationship with each other and i just they've been through so much i just want to see them all be at peace and be happy and experience joy in their lives and that's just how i feel about the judice girls okay let's talk about march senior's party that was the last part of the episode <laughs> and I don't know. There was something about the fact that the location for Marge Sr.'s party being the iconic Jersey landmark where baby Joey's christening happened, the location of the infamous Joe Gorka versus Juicy Joe fight. I, again, have the fucking chills. Um, let's talk about how cute it was for Marge and Marge Sr. to roll up in their mouch- matching outfits. I just I love them so much. They make me so happy. They were so cute. And I want to go on record right here right now. I want to be March senior at 75. She has such fireball energy. I absolutely love her. She's adorable. And speaking of people I love, the husbands. The New Jersey husbands are are, I think I love them and their scenes almost as much as I love the women's and honestly sometimes even more. And I, I think it's it's a dynamic that only works in Jersey because these men are actually friends with each other they actually spend a lot of time together they are really truly authentically themselves and producers keep trying to make the same thing happen with the husbands from other franchises and it just doesn't work because they they are they aren't friends they don't have the same relationship as the Jersey boys and I just I love them I love I could watch a whole show about the Jersey Husbands, and I can't say that about any other franchise. Um, I am glad that Bill did show up to uh, March Senior's birthday party because he has not been showing up for his wife. He has had his tail tucked between his legs and has been making Jennifer go to all these events to face all of their friends and cast meets solo, and it's just... It's about time that Bill stepped up and uh, supported his wife, and I love to see that. It's been absolutely bullshit, and I'm I'm just having a real tough time with uh, with Bill Aiden these days. Um, and I will never get tired of seeing Big Frank Catania holding a teeny tiny martini glass. In- <laughs> Frank Sr. makes me so happy. I love him the most, I think, out of all the house husbands. Um, yeah, big Frank. Absolutely love him. I love his relationship with Dolores. They make me so happy and their kids. I mean, Frank Jr. is just a snack. Um, it was so nice to watch a big Jersey event where everyone just had a good time together. Everybody just got along and had fun. Jersey's one of those franchises where the show is just as enjoyable to watch when everybody gets along as it is with the drama. And that, I think, with a lot of the other franchises, those episodes kind of seem to fall flat a little bit when there isn't a little bit of contention between the cast, but... And I think, again, it's because Jersey is one of the only franchises where there are some like their relationships between the women are really, truly authentic and they do spend a lot of time together. They have a lot of history together. So I think that's why it really works. They have really big personalities that kind of blend really nicely together and uh, then we got um, the episode finished with a highlight for a cast trip with the Jersey, uh, with the Jersey couples to um, Nashville. And I think that's going to be a really good time. Previous for that shows um, Marge kind of poking Teresa. Um, and we get like old school Teresa, like f- table flipping Teresa back. So stay tuned. You know, I'm going to have to talk about that because there's going to be a lot of thoughts. Um, Okay, let's talk Summer House. The aftermath of that explosive dinner from last week was chilling. Amanda, I really, really loved seeing Amanda checking in on Carl and relieving him from any cleanup duty because as we know, Carl is in recovery um, from alcohol and from drug use. And he's been doing so amazing. I'm so in love with Carl, Guides. I can't even handle myself. But Amanda came up to him. We saw her come up to him and check in to see how he was handling. He was covered in red wine um, from uh, Sierra throwing her glass and said glass of red wine at Danielle. And the look on his face, like he was so shocked. And it looked a little traumatizing for him. I was really feeling and concerned for Carl. So I'm happy that Amanda pulled him aside and said like absolutely not like you don't need to be involved in the cleanup for this like you go separate yourself you need to prioritize yourself in this and uh, craggy you guys i love cry over um, and the fact that, like, he was really the only voice of reasoning in that household that was reminding everybody that Austin is the root of the problem here, not Lindsay, not Sierra, though, I mean, they are the root of the problem in a whole different reason and the fact that they aren't communicating with each other and they're being so aggressive with each other. Um, but, like, it's all, I think, really misplaced. Uh, anger and emotions. They're really upset with the way that they were treated by Austin. And Craig is the one who's like kind of holding the mirror up to them right now and says like, he's the one who is knowingly playing you guys and stirring stuff up. Let's not project on each other. Let's let's take a beat step back. And get really honest with what is going on here. And when he was talking to Lindsay and trying to explain to her um, and, you know, say, like, think about how you felt in Vermont when Austin ditched you for Sierra. And Lindsay said that she didn't care. And I don't know if Lindsay just, like, suppressed that memory or not. But it was very clear that she very much cared. And, you know, we can roll the footage on that. Uh, Sierra's anger was super, super misplaced, and I think that's one heck of an example of why it's so important for us to do the inner work and to not leave your happiness or well-being hinged on someone else. At the dinner last episode, kind of when the fight started and erupted, Sierra had an expectation that what would make her feel better is that Lindsay would respond by saying, I'm so sorry that I hurt you. I take full responsibility. Um, And like, we just can't control other people and how they're going to react. No matter how much leading we try to do, we just, we can't manipulate or control people in that way. So when we go into conversations with that kind of mindset that... They're going to apologize and then I'm going to feel healed. I'm going to feel whole. I'm going to feel okay and I can move past this. What you're really doing in that moment is you're giving up your own personal power to govern your emotions and you're giving that power to the other person and that's always going to be a losing battle. Um, So I just, I really hope for Sierra that she's able to kind of take that perspective and Uh, Learn from this experience. And I think it is a really good opportunity for all of us to kind of learn that lesson or just be reminded of that lesson that, you know, we don't have to have somebody apologize to us or um, claim responsibility when we feel like we've been wronged by them. We can heal ourselves without that being a hinge for it, um, if that makes any sense. Like we can heal ourselves from within without having somebody take ownership for their reactions of how we felt. Andrea, we love a man in touch with his feelings and able to communicate his emotions. He is he is just really turning out to be an amazing guy. I remember when he walked onto the scene in Winterhouse, and I thought, this is a fuck boy for sure. And he, I really love him. He is just turning out to look like, I don't want to say the perfect man, but he's turning out to be like the perfect man. <laughs> he's, I love him. Seeing him so vulnerable with his emotions and... And being honest with Lucas about how he was feeling about his ex-girlfriend Lexi, which we love to see that they were reunited. Um, Andrea was on Watch What Happens Live and Lexi was in the audience together. And we know that he opted to not be in Winter House for season two because he was going on vacation with Lexi. I'm just so happy for them. But um, yeah, he's just been so open and honest and vulnerable. And I just we love to see that. Um and just a side note uh I feel the same way um about Carl especially this season as well. My love for Carl has been a journey since season 1 and I'm so proud of him. How many people have I said I'm proud of this this episode? Oh my god. I love when Carl's mom, Sharon, comes onto the show. She is such a sweet angel, and the bond that her and Carl have is so special, and I love to see it. Um, and I don't know if anyone else is feeling this, but I'm having a really hard time buying into um, the idea of Carl dating. I think the girl that um, he's dating on the show right now, her name's Mackenzie. She came and um, spent a weekend at the summer house. And she was a really nice girl, but I'm having such a hard time buying into it because Carl and Lindsay came out loud and proud about being in a relationship together just before this season of Summer House aired. And I ship Lindsay and Carl so hard. I was rooting for them the first time around a couple of seasons ago when they started dating, but Carl was still, you know, really in his fuckboy stage. Um, and Lindsay was still really like hot headed, Lindsay. Um, it's So they, they just clearly weren't in the right space for each other, but I think they've both gone through so much and healed so much and they're ready and they're so cute. I love them. I ship them so hard. Um, The prenup conversation. Carl is right. People get weird about it because they don't understand what a prenup is. And throwing it back to Jersey, um, Andy Cohen, when Teresa was on Watch What Happens live, um, a while ago asked her if her and Louie were going to be doing a prenup and she said no um, but she'll sign one if Louie wants to sign one and it just makes me so incredibly concerned. I don't understand why the conversation about prenups, we're so apprehensive about it. It's an open conversation and negotiation. You don't have to sign it if you don't want to. It's just about protecting yourself and your relationship. So I think it's worth a conversation. I don't think that like people going into it with Amanda saying, you know, we're already planning our divorce. I don't I don't think that that's what it is. And I mean, Amanda had uh, Kyle sign a contract that stated that they would not get married if he couldn't keep his drinking in control. So I don't know why, like, we already have um, these contracts in place in your relationship. So why is the prenup uh, a conversation that she's not open to? Anyways, I am shocked that Kyle has waited until a month before his wedding to bring up the conversation, especially because these two have been in therapy for three years. They've been engaged for three years. This was a conversation that should have come up a long time ago because a month really is not that much time, especially considering everything else. They're filming a show. They are planning a wedding. They are running a business. Like They've got a lot on their plate and that doesn't leave a whole lot of time for them to go through the process that they need to go through to have a prenup in place that both of them feel confident and happy with. So I just, that was a little lame on Kyle's behalf, but I think that might also be pretty uh, standard of Kyle. He seems to have a a hard time with those uh, important conversations that can be really uncomfortable. But wishing them all the best. I uh, was obsessed with watching their wedding on Instagram when it was happening. It is a wedding that I really wish that I could have been here. I have been a, a Kyle and Amanda stan from day one. I'm I'm rooting for them. I am always rooting for them and for love. Um, I really want to love... Oh, I really want to love, I'm sorry, I got so distracted by what I put down in my notes. (laughs) Um, Okay, but this is the last note that I made for myself. And it was, I want to love where I live as much as Craig loves Charleston. Um, Craig has been like the number one spokesperson for Charleston since the day he came on the scene on Southern Charm. And I was cracking up watching that scene where Danielle pops into Paige's room, um, because her boyfriend Robert had a potential job opportunity in Charleston. So she wanted to talk to Craig and Paige about the vibe. And, you know, Paige gave a glowing review that, you know, she loves Charleston. Um, And if Paige loves it, any city as much, or even in the ballpark as she loves New York, then it has to be you know five stars. But the, like you ask Greg about Charleston, and he will go on to the longest rant about why Charleston is so amazing. He's been doing it every season on Southern Charm since it started. <laughs> I loved it. He is, uh, like, the tourism board for Charleston needs to um, get him on the payroll because no one does more work to pump up their tires than Craig Conover. All right, guys, Um, that is it. Um, I don't really have anything to say about Real Housewives of Orange County other than it is not good, so... That's that on that. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for indulging me in this uh, bravo recap update moment. Um, and I just am so happy that I got to get all of those thoughts off my chest. So if you have any thoughts, I would love to discuss slide into my DMs on Instagram at the Heather Fisk. Um, and yeah do all the things that you need to do with this podcast, Um, follow it, subscribe to it, leave a rating and review, um, share it on Instagram if you've been enjoying it or share it with somebody that you think would get a kick out of it. I love you so much and I appreciate you for being here and I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.